welcome to the Home Bodies Podcast. Do as Charlie does. Maybe not Sky. Anyways. Maybe not Sky. Anyways. Anyways. Well, last episode, we talked about a little bit of our personalities, just so you guys can like know us a little bit more, and about our trauma that we shamelessly shared on the internet. Yeah, you know, it's good. People need to know. Do they really, though? Do they really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like our people can relate a little bit, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, sometimes, even though it, it might appear common sense, but sometimes when we hear someone else talking about your same issues, then you can really kind of be like, oh, they do. There's other people who have these same issues as well. Right. I'm not alone. Yeah, and even if it's not like the exact situation, they're like, Oh, my mom did that too. Oh, I had I experienced something similar as well. So you know, we are we are a community. Everyone's included. Everyone has their trauma. And talking about community, we did have our first um um letter we're gonna call it from one of you guys, so we're pretty excited. And so we hope that it keeps coming. Um, and well, well, we're on that topic of, you know, trying to work. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I had a weird, really weird dream last night. Oh, I always love hearing about Charlie's dreams. They're always crazy and I'm always on the edge of my seat. At the edge of her seat. Oh my God. Oh. So, I'll, um, when it comes to my dreams, um, I don't know how, well, some people do it differently. I know that some people dream with images and then some people dream with audio only and some it's a combination. For me, it's more like, um, I'm in a movie. So it's very detailed when I do remember my dreams. Um, and sometimes even a 10 minute dream can feel like I've been asleep for hours in my dream. It's, it's crazy. I don't know if you felt that, that time just doesn't run um, like the same as when you're awake. You know, for me, it's completely different. I'm kind of the type of person that forgets right when I wake up what my dream was. So I don't know if I dream at night sometimes even when I go to sleep. It's like I just sleep and ah, it's time to wake up for another day of hard work. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wondered about the people who can't remember their their dreams. Yeah, um, I wonder the opposite thing. I'm always wondering about the people who can remember their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have one um, that I didn't mention to you, but I wanted to like share it with you guys since we're on the topic. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. I don't know, because it's it's it's. It's different from what I usually hear when it comes to dreaming. Sometimes you dream about, oh, like, I remember that I didn't have my pants on in my dream and I was in front of the school or something. But what if I tell you that sometimes you dream things that are not usually the usual, I guess, if, if that makes sense. So one, I woke up from this dream, like, it was so vivid that I had to really think if that was my life or 
this reality was my life. Okay. Um, so let's let's go back to the beginning. So I lived in a city, pretty generic. Um, if just think of a place that's like um, maybe not as big as Chicago, but not a small town either. It was like a medium-sized city. You know, there was tall buildings, there were executive buildings, um, there were supermarkets, all that stuff. But I remember in the in there was a commotion that was happening, and when I whenever I would see the the, the news, there would be a lot of people going missing. But I never really thought about it, and I lived a pretty normal life. You know, I would go shopping, I would buy clothes, I would buy my groceries. But then I started buying gasoline and matches. Oh my goodness. Ropes and tapes. Sometimes when I would do things, I will feel disconnected to myself at some points. Like I will buy like a cute dress or a cute outfit. And then out of a sudden, I will be luring people into a building sometimes, you know. And sometimes when I, whenever I did that, I noticed that I was doing it, but I just didn't feel like it was me. And as more time passed by, the people that went missing was because of me. I was a serial killer. Oh my goodness. The thing is that nobody really knew, not even my closest friends that I didn't recognize, but they were, I knew, I just knew that they were my friends. And like, not even I did. But I actually did at the same time. That's the, the weird part. Until one, one day, there was a particular incident that a number of people died. And even a really good friend of mine died. I remember killing him and I watched him die. And then I went and started walking out the building. When I was walking, I was going through the doors. I see a lot of people rushing out of the building. And I see the police going in to investigate, um, but nobody paid any attention to me. Not that there was a reason. I spoke to one officer, though. Um, and I told him, like, what is happening? Like, what's, why are we all leaving? And he just tell, tells me, like, a really rushed voice. Just, you have to get out of here. Um, you know, there's people, I see people running, you know. And inside, I knew that nobody would ever suspect me. But what I was doing, like, never really set in, right? I wasn't fully aware of what I was doing. And that last kill, that was the one that made me realize what I was actually doing. And because I realized that, I was scared of getting caught. Because, you know, it was me. The funny thing is that people trusted me. They trusted me so much that... You know, nobody ever questioned me why I was at that building. I mean, there were a lot of, of other people, so there was no reason, right? But there was a detective that became suspicious of me. And the thing is that I was friends with that detective. I was friends with everybody, almost. But one thing I knew for sure is that I was, I felt nervous 
And I didn't know how to cover my tracks because, you know, I wasn't fully aware of what I was doing, so I didn't have a master plan. I went, you know, once the death of my friend was publicly announced in the news, I went to my then friend slash boyfriend um, house. I stayed there for a couple of days. I remember that my friend or my boyfriend, he was like consoling me like, oh my God, this happened to our friend, our male friend. Um, I know that you're so in shock. Like I'm here for you. And I acted like I was sad. You know, I pretended that I was suffering for my, for the death of my friend. Until one day I hear the doorbell. And when my friend opened the door, it was the person I killed. I was in shock. I couldn't breathe. And the only thing I could do was stare at the person that was at the door and wonder if that person was going to rat me out or if he was going to be like, you know, something. But nothing happened. He didn't react. He didn't recognize me in a weird way. He just smiled. I don't know. And like he, he said, hi, what's up? Like nothing ever happened. When I noticed that he didn't, you know, really recognize me in, as a killer, I smiled and I hugged him in, in this happiness that wasn't mine just to emulate or like pretend or imitate my friend or my boyfriend as like the, oh my God, you're not dead. I'm so happy to see you type of thing. I don't know. I wasn't sure if, you know, the friend that I killed was just pretending or he, or how he even was alive because I remember killing him. All, everything that I could think about was like, I needed to get rid of him. Oh my God. Because what if he remembers what if he remembers? What if he rats me out? You know, there's already a detective of, like, my friend detective who's already suspicious of me. And I needed to get rid of him. But I didn't know how. I didn't have a clue. But I, I just knew that if, if, if he ever did say something, I would, I would, I would be in jail. And, um, as I was trying to come up with a plan, that's when I woke up. I woke up and I was thinking, shit, I, I need to do something. And, but then I realized I looked around to where I was. I saw my bed. I saw my partner and I saw the, the room, the walls of my room. And I really had to think about, wait, where am I? Like, what is happening? So I had to recount, okay. I really had to think about where I was. My name is Charlie. I didn't I didn't live in that city. I didn't do those things. So, yeah. That was my dream. Oh my god, that was so crazy. Even this is my second time hearing it and I'm still like, "Oh, wow, chills." Because I feel like that's just so scary of not knowing. You have to recount that. Oh, I'm back in reality now. I don't have to kill my friend. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, like, the, the, the part where it's so weird 
it's in the at the beginning of my dream. I I felt detached to myself. Mm-hmm. Like at sometimes I would be. I feel like to be honest, if I'm re- remembering correctly, I was a dude. Oh. I was a dude in his either late twenties, early thirties. Because I remember seeing my arms mm-hmm. and they're longer. I'm five two, so I'm not that tall. Um, they were longer. I actually was wearing, if I remember correctly, a, a button-down T-shirt, like like what I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it just felt like, I don't know, an out-of-body experience. But at the same time, I was the person. It's just so weird. I don't know if you ever had that type of experience. Me? No. But I feel like for you, I'm always afraid that what you're describing is actually something that's happening somewhere else. And then, like, you are just seeing it from their, like, point of view perspective. That's what I'm always afraid of. Because they're in such detail as well, all of your dreams. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of reminds me. Sometimes when I dream, I I am not myself. I am usually somebody else. I don't know if you remember my dream about the the cult. Yes. That was, I. how can I forget? <laughs> it was crazy but i feel like what made this story like the this dream crazier was that i remember for some reason i woke up at four in the morning i was already asleep but i woke up at four in the morning and then charlie texts me right after hey i had this crazy dream i was like what (laughs) i remember that (laughs) i was so scared because i I just woke up for a second and then I heard my phone ring the next minute. And I was a little freaked out. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. I, I didn't expect you to like respond. But yeah. I, I was scared. I, I was literally afraid that I had to watch mm-hmm. TikTok to like, I don't know, come back to reality and just like calm down. I don't know if when you wake up like scared, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had that before, but like I said, I don't remember any of my dreams. Not many. And that's that's so weird. Um, one last point, though, is the feeling of feeling nothing while I kill the person. Oh. That's oh my God. the worst feeling. The not having any conscience or moral Mm-hmm. when you're doing because I, I mean i've never killed anybody i don't i don't i don't want to <laughs> kill anybody yet. that's not part of my plans <laughs> but just like the ruthless cold mm-hmm. heartless murder that's just you can feel that yeah of oh. yeah I, I don't know if this is how you know serial killers feel yeah like sociopaths and stuff because they don't have empathy for others that's why they're so easy to kill people, but jeez. I it's crazy that you can feel that, you know? Because I feel like for us regular people <laughs> since I don't have I mean, I have the feeling of empathy and stuff. So it's gonna be very hard for me to know what that feels like. So I feel like it's crazy that you know in the dream that you can have that deep of emotional feeling connected to the character, quote unquote, of whoever you were. Yeah, because even I have to think, I had to think, am I a sociopath in reality? And I'm just like <laughs> pretending I'm not. 
<laughs> but then, <laughs> but then I remember I, I, um, I cry to Encanto every time Maribel sings her song about being seen in her family. So I don't think so. That's the test. It's the new sociopath from like sociopath test from now on. You have to watch Encanto and see if you cry. But you were you were mentioning that um you don't remember your dreams. Do you not remember any at all? So I have one from when I was a kid. It's not as detailed as you were, but I remember I was scared. But now looking back, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Why? So, uh, okay. So this was set back in China. Uh, so we had a little market, kind of like the outside markets where vendors set up their own tents and stuff. And I somehow lost my mom. I was, I was a little kid probably in first grade or something. And so I was running around looking for my mom. I was crying. I was scared. And it was getting dark. Um, like nighttime is about to fall. So we had a train track that was pretty close by. So I was walking there hoping there would be people at like that little booth thing at the train track. So there was a little house thing or whatever for workers i'm not i don't quite remember but on my way there i met not i ran into a dog he looks pretty terrifying and then the more terrifying thing is he started speaking to me oh, <laughs> in no. chinese he's like hey i'm trying to help you I was like, what <laughs> i was a kid i was scared i couldn't find my mom so I started running from the dog. <laughs> and the next thing I remember was that I ran up like a little tent thing that one of the vendors set up. Because it was getting late, people were leaving. So the market was pretty empty. So all that's left was the tent. There was really no vendors there. So I ran up the tent. I was standing on it, looking at the dog. I wanted to yell, but nothing was coming out. Like, I could not yell anything for help or anything. And I was all just crying on top of the tent with the dog talking to me. Hey, I just want to help you. He just wanted to help you. <laughs> yeah, but he was a talking dog. I was a first grader. What if he wasn't actually trying to help you? I don't know. But the next thing I remember was that I started, like, running towards that train track with the little houses. And to find, try to find workers there. And then somehow I found like an older version of my cousin. And I recognized him, but he didn't recognize me. And I was so confused. <laughs> and then that's all I remember. <laughs> but that's my like one of the dreams that I remember till this day. And I was a little kid when I had this dream. I wonder, does your cousin look like he, how he, how you looked at him in your dream? I don't quite remember. It's been so long. I can't tell you, but I feel like, yeah, but I don't know. That was one of my, <laughs> my only dreams that I can remember. Did you, did your cousin ever worked at a train station or something along construction as a worker or something? He's not, so he doesn't work in like train stations, but he works, I don't even know 
petroleum something or another in one of those companies. But as a, let's just call him an engineer. He's not quite an engineer, but you know, we'll elevate his job title to an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's, it'll be really interesting. Well, to see if he, he what, like, he actually, like, was working in that area, you know. Yeah. That would be really, mm-hmm. really weird. And I feel like a lot of people, even though everybody's different, there's some commonality in dreams. Like, you know, there's a, um, there's some people that fall, you know, during their dreams. There's some people that see dead people or people who have passed away or have, or who can, unquote, unquote, see the future or lucid dreaming or dying in their dreams. And we kind of want to talk about some of those. Um, I know that you prepared some info to share with us. Yeah, since I don't have a cool story like Charlie, I looked at some um, ways so maybe I can try and you know, have my own experience of lucid dreams. But for those of you who doesn't know, uh, a lucid dream is when you are conscious during a dream. So typically it happens during the REM stage of sleep, which I never knew what REM stand for until today. It's called rapid eye movement. That's, that's what the stage is. Um, so during lucid dream, you are aware and conscious. It's the fact that you are aware of your awareness. Um, and often lucid dream let you control what happens in your dream. And so apparently, in the past 20 years, there's a doctor, Dr. Stephen LaBerg. We're going to say it's, it is LaBerg. I, I don't know if that's right. But he has done extensive research on this topic. He's also one of the ones that invented one of the most popular lucid dream techniques, which I'll get into shortly. <laughs> so um, I'm just really telling you guys what I found. I have not personally tried any of these yet. Emphasize on yet. <laughs> so if you do decide to like listen to the to this episode, I want to try it. I say, like, do your own research as well and do it at your own risk because I don't know what will happen. Yeah, we're not held accountable um, for anything that (laughs) you do with your personal time. We're just (laughs) informing. Yeah, we're not doctors. I I can't really tell you what happens. Um, But apparently some of the risks I found was that lucid dream can lead to less restful sleep because, you know, you're conscious, your mind is still running when you are supposed to be um, resting. And then something that you actually touch upon as well is like the derealization of like really hard to distinguish between reality and dreams. And then it could also bring sleep paralysis and impact mental health. But it could also help it. So that's a double-edged sword, I guess. It depends on the person. So uh, Dr. Lopberg did discover that lucid dream helps with conditions like PTSD, reoccurring nightmares, and sometimes even anxiety, which I did not know. But um, now we'll get into 
the ways that we can, the techniques that people discovered of how to, you know, lucid dream. Um, so all these techniques, really what they do is just train your brain to notice your own consciousness and then maintain it even when you're asleep. The first way is called WILD, which stands for um, Wake-Initiated Lucid Dream. So this happens when you directly enter a dream from awareness. It said that WILD helped the mind stay conscious so while your body goes to sleep. It helps the mind stay conscious while your body goes to sleep. Um, so what you need to do is you lay down and relax until you, exper- ex- ex- until you experience hallucination that occurs when you are about to fall asleep. They didn't go into details what to this is, but I'm assuming it's like that feeling you get when you are falling or something right, right before you fall asleep. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember, but I, when I, whenever I go to sleep, I do feel the sensation of falling asleep. It's it, for me, it's like a buzzing. Everything starts to kind of like not vibrate, but it's like on a like a very imagine like being in the water and everything just like starts getting slushy and and just really like low and, and then you just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't think I've experienced anything like that. You're just awake and then poof, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) For me, like if I'm just laying there and trying to sleep, I can't. Uh, But if I'm like watching something, I fall right asleep. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't feel these sensations because I cannot just lay there and fall asleep. (laughs) Um, but I mean, this, like the wild technique sounds more like it's for training rather than you can just immediately go to it. Cause I feel like it's really hard to stay conscious while you're at that stage of just falling asleep. So we have our second technique. It's called reality testing. So this is another form of mental training, um, to train your level of metacognition which is the the feeling of aware that you know that you're aware. That's such a hard sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's similar in waking and dreaming, and then you're training that awareness so it could lead to a higher level of awareness. So it will happen even when you're dreaming. So you're training it during the day when you're awake, so that when you are asleep, it's already trained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, what's what it's saying. Um, so some of the things you can do is ask yourself several times throughout the day. Ask yourself, am I dreaming? Are we dreaming? We never know. Okay. <laughs> Number two, check your environment to confirm whether you are dreaming. Checking the environment. I'm in my room. There's plants everywhere. Some are dying, but we're not going to talk about it. <clears throat> Number three, notice your own consciousness and how you are engaging with that surrounding. So these are things you do several times throughout the day. 
Uh, and then, a, so there's a couple of things that you can check if you're in a dream because I feel like it's hard to know. Is that like reality and dream? You don't know where you are, even if you're checking your surroundings. So, to check to see if you're in a dream, look in the mirror. Does it look normal? Um, check against a solid object, like a wall, or even just pushing your finger against your other palm. Does it go through? Is it is it like pushing back? Does it does the physics make sense? Um, look at your hands. Do they look normal? I feel like sometimes people are in the lucid dream. I was reading stories where people are missing a finger on their hand, <laughs> and then. Number four, keep in mind of the time. Clocks will change constantly when you're lucid dreaming. The time will not stay how it should work. And then number five, pinch your nose and see if you can still breathe. If you can, that's a good sign that you are dreaming. So pick one of these reality checks and do that as well throughout the day. And then you will. Maybe eventually lose a dream. Wow. Oh wow. You know, uh, some in the first rule that you mentioned is um, that falling asleep on that state. I don't know if I remember telling you, but sometimes when I will be in that sluggish state, I could either hear muffled voices or I could see writing. Just writing, like like when you type on a computer. Uh huh. But I couldn't. I knew it was English, but I I couldn't read it. I just knew that people were typing. It was just like a if if there was a word screen on the like you know on the air, and they were just typing and typing and typing and typing. That was one thing I wanted to mention, but I, I it doesn't happen anymore. But it did happen on some occasions when I was falling asleep. That's crazy! I've never had any of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Please, guys, do tell us if this is something that happens to you guys, or am I just going crazy? <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like that's really cool, though. How your mind works like that. I'm scared. Would you try? I'm really scared. Would you try yeah. lucid dreaming? I want to because I've never done it before. Like it's, I don't think it's ever happened. You don't feel like you've ever had a lucid dream? I don't think so, honestly. First of all, I don't remember any of them. I feel like one of the things people say about lucid dream doesn't not all the time, but for the most part, you usually remember them and in vivid detail. It's what I found through my research. But yeah, I don't really remember any of my dreams. <laughs> I know that in lucid dreaming, you can, so you can write. Some people have like an out of body experience and they see themselves sleeping on the bed and they can go to other places. Um, so I have a belief that it may be true or maybe not. But I feel that when you, I believe that if you lucid dream, you are leaving your body exposed and empty. Because for me, when you dream and you get out of your body, that's kind of like your consciousness, your soul, almost. 
like the piece of you mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is your conscience. And so a body without a conscience is like a, a free shell to take. So it's like the empty shell. Yes. I see. So I'm afraid when people tell me they will lose a dream or they want to lose a dream or they experience lucid dreaming, that they will lose a part of themselves if, even if they turn, go back. Let's say if you never go back, mm-hmm. what happens? Are you in a state of coma your whole life? Or I don't know. Is somebody else in your in your body? Imagine that, like we try, like I try lucid dream, and I not didn't make it back to my shell in time, and somebody took that spot. That's scary. Oh, right. Yeah. And another thing, I once had an experience where it's not paralysis because I could see my body in my bed. So I I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I was in my mom's house back in Indy. And my 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 the room that I was in was really small. You could just fit us a bed and maybe like a wardrobe. But it's not too big. I had like a like a double bed. So it's like a what what's it called? Um a double bed. Well, it doesn't matter. The bed is not a problem. I was laying down and I could see myself laying down. And so when I see my body, I see this black cloud on top of my body just floating. It didn't, it it was just blacker than black, darker than dark because my room was, it was night. The only little light was coming through like the window, but it was darker. Like it was just a shadow. And I remember that I wanted to wake up. And I think from the wanting to wake up, I was in my body, but I couldn't, could not move my body. And so I couldn't scream. I couldn't do anything. But I was back in my body. I couldn't see, I couldn't see myself from a third person anymore. I mustered all the strengths I could have and I had my arm and I swung it back and I hit the cloud and it was, it wasn't anything. It didn't feel like anything. It was just really cold. And it felt like when you are running your hands through mist. Or like your humidifier, and it's kind of cold. That's the feeling of when I touched it, and it dissipated, and I woke up. <sighs> Do you think I was lucid dreaming? Um, I don't know. I don't know what that would be called. Yeah, it does fit the criteria, right? Or like you're conscious that you're asleep. Like, you know you're asleep. You know you're not awake. You're not in reality. But what I'm afraid of is you actually felt something, like, with your hand. You felt, like, that black cloud is just not, it's not just air. It's, there's, there was something there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know if I touched it within my dream or when I woke up. Because when I woke up, I was already full swing. And I realized that I was awake. Yeah, 
Okay, guys, imagine hearing that story and then moving into that room. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) That was a scary Um, room, I have to say. I feel like that house was a little scary. What you said brought back a memory of me, like, dreaming. Not necessarily a nightmare, I would say, but, like... It was something scary. And I don't really have those dreams. But it did bring something back. What was the dream about? So at that house, there was three bedrooms. Uh, They were kind of right next to each other. Uh, Charlie was in the largest one. And then we have a medium-sized one, let's say. And then the room Charlie just described, the small room. That's the room I moved into. And so we had another roommate with us. And my dream, it wasn't very long, but it was something, I was in the house. I remember myself being, I was like, oh, I'm in the house. I mean, I couldn't control what I was doing, but maybe I could. Could I control what I was doing? Because I was just walking around in the house. I don't know if I was the one walking or whoever was walking. And for some reason, I went into the medium-sized room, our roommate's. And so that room is like, it's not a square room. It's more rectangular. It's like a hallway shaped kind of. And the closet was right by the entrance. So I opened the door. I can see her sleeping. I was like, oh, why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason, I wanted to walk up to her. So I walked closer to the other end of the room on the opposite end of the closet and I felt something looking. So I turned around and that closet was pitch black. It was so dark in that closet. And then the next thing I know, something was charging at us from that closet. And that's when I woke up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's something wrong in the house, man. <laughs> this, is, this is turning into like a, like a horror podcast. <laughs> Shut up because... I had dreams about that closet in a specific. Oh no! <laughs> I did not know this. Yes, I don't know if you want to talk about it. Like, this is gonna turn into like a haunt, dream slash haunted house. I want to. I want to know. Okay. So, I've I've ever since so I'm from Honduras, right? I moved in when I was thirteen. I whenever I would sleep. My mom, t- I don't have recollections of this. I have kind of like the idea, but I don't remember. She said that at night, I will go knock on her door. Oh, my God. <laughs> and said when she will open, I will be crying, scared, saying that I didn't want to sleep in my room. I don't remember this, right? Uh-huh. But I do remember something like that happened. And so a lot of times I would... When I was in my, in, in the master bedroom, the, the larger room, I remember I would dream I would be in the house. And I remember I, I woke up, I was sleeping and I woke up and then I went to the hallway and there was this mass, like a shadow of a man, mm-hmm. pitch black. And I knew that he was not. I knew he was evil. Yeah, I knew he was pure evil. So I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. Um, so as 
from my beliefs, what I did was, you know, in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, like I was, you know, saying you cannot be here in the name of Jesus. I, um, I, I want you out of this house and whatever, all the things that I was taught what to do. And he just laughed. Oh and God. he said, and see, he some come kind of like, that doesn't do anything for me. Oh my God. Um, and I remember I was rebuking him and I was like, in the name of God, you need to get out of here. And so I remember that I was back in my bed and I woke up and everything was just like if I was drunk, like the feeling when you're drunk and you suddenly like go with bed and everything just is wobbly. And mm -hmm. I woke up and I felt so scared I had to pray and I had to watch something I don't know if I watched <laughs> videos or something but there's another time mm -hmm. I had a dream <laughs> uh -huh. that I was in that room okay wait, wait which one I was in the small room the small, the small room. room okay mm -hmm. yes and I remember that I was walking the, the house again and I went inside that room, that long room that you're talking about mm -hmm. with our roommates. And I remember that I, that I knew that at the left corner, left upper corner where, you know, there's like a, like a little wood where you can put things in. Mm -hmm. In that left side, you know, in that corner, there was something in there. Oh my God. And I told my mom, like, mom, you, you need to look at what's in that corner, in that, mm -hmm. in that place, in that closet. Um, I don't know if she ever did, but I knew there was something in there. There was another time where There's I was another in that, time. I have yeah, goosebumps. I, I, I went into that room and I was alone. There was nobody at home. Uh huh. And this little elf gnome looking thing just sprints out of there. No. And was that's going the, to grab me. I think that's the thing I dreamed of too. <laughs> it was tiny and it was charging at us. I yeah. was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm goosebumps. Help, I'm scared. I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> I remember I told my partner, I was like, hey, I had this dream. Of this gnome man, little dude, that just charged at me. He wanted to grab me. Wait, wait, wait. That that was was that when I was living there too? Probably, yeah. Cause I was I was with my partner, my current partner. Yeah. Does, does that mean we have similar dreams about the same closet of the same thing? I think so. Oh no! 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 <laughs> I wonder if my roommate ever saw something like that. Or did she ever tell you anything? I don't know. She's in another room. Why can't wake her up? <laughs> what, if you, what if we bring her as a guest right now? Okay, let, let's, let's go wake her up. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. All right. All right. So we have brought our guests for this episode. This is Z. And, well, Z, a little bit about what's going on. We started this podcast about dreams, all right? Oh, and so no. 
Now we're recounting our experiences in our house. Do you remember the house that we used to live in together? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. So, before you know anything about what we were talking about, what was your experience in that room that you were sleeping in? Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so the only, I did have one whack dream. I think it was probably my scariest nightmare yet. It was so freaking weird. And I think I told you about it. Possibly. Okay. I can't really remember. Do um, you remember so you can tell us? Oh, yes. So essentially, from what I can remember, it was, um, I, okay, first off, I will say that I did wake up often thinking that someone was in the room. And that freaked me out all the time. Like, I always woke up in the middle of the night. And I'd be like, <gasps> and then I'd go back to sleep. <laughs> but, like, I had to, like, calm myself down because it always felt so, um, like, someone was standing next to me almost. Like, looking over me. Ugh, I hate remembering that. Okay, so the one dream I had, um, I don't remember the entire thing, but I remember the ending. And I was at a, so it's, the setting is in a room, like, a very long um, dinner room. So like a dining room, my bad. So there's a really long table and the room is very dark. So you can only see, like it was from my point of view. And I'm looking across at someone at a very long table. And all I remember is like, they look, so like the whole room's getting darker and darker. It's kind of like that tunnel vision thing. Um, and so that he looks I'm assuming it was a guy. He had no face. Um, He's in very dark clothing as well. But he, like, trying to think. It's such so weird to explain. But, you know, like, those horror movies when the hallway becomes, like, longer as you're looking at it. It did that. And then as soon as he looked up, like, you were, like, pulled in. And then it just cut and I woke up. And I was like, ah! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so crazy because, listen... I'm going to start sweating when you tell me. I don't want to know. Sky and I both had a dream that Uh there was something in your closet. My closet? Your closet. I'm going to throw up. The crazy thing is. I'm sweating. Our dream of whatever was in your closet was the same thing. So I had a dream that I was in your room and then suddenly this little man in black just came running towards me. And then Sky, can you tell her yours? Yeah. So mine was that I was wandering the house. For some reason I wanted to go into your room. And I opened the door, you were asleep. This was real or your dream? No, my dream. Oh, okay. You were asleep? I walked towards you for some reason just to check up on you. Um, I felt something was behind us, looking at us. You know how your room is set up? And so I turned around that look at your closet. It's really dark in your closet for some reason. And this little thing came charging at us. And I woke up. <laughs> Same. When he came charging at me, I, I woke up. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, I'm like two seconds away from like crapping myself. <laughs> That's <laughs> So terrified. Why did I live with you? <laughs> I don't know why I lived there in the first no, place. That is wild because anytime I woke up, 
and I felt something. It was from the closet area. Like, I always thought I saw something there. Like, a figure. We can't talk about this in this house now. We can't bring this here. Oh, my gosh. I won't be able to sleep now. <laughs> Me neither. No, bring them. The we thing is, <laughs> what'd you say? We are sleeping in the same room tonight. Where's the crowbar? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I had a dream also that I already mentioned that there was a shadow man in the hallway between our rooms, just standing there. And you know how <coughs> you sometimes you rebuked it by the name of God or Jesus or whatever you you believe in. Mm-hmm. That thing laughed at me, saying that doesn't work. <laughs> and so I when I went there um up to that house at the age of 13 I I had nightmares and I would wake up my mom she had that house blessed with I remember oil. You, I remember you telling me this story yes. oh my gosh and so um we finally talk about this openly between all three of us because I never really mentioned it as much because I didn't want to freak you guys out. Cause I, good, uh, good thing because <laughs> I'm like cradling myself. <laughs> but it's it's the weird weirdest thing. I wouldn't after this talk. I wouldn't go back there <laughs> like oh. at all. <laughs> no. Okay. The thing is, I always felt that hallway that connects the three rooms. It was unusually dark for some reason in that hallway. Mm-hmm. And then your mom deciding to paint that hallway red did not help that fact. I see red! <laughs> like, before I moved in, every time I would sleep over, if I was sleeping on the couch in that upper area living room, I always have to face the other way. I cannot look at that hallway. I cannot fall asleep. I just keep staring into darkness. So I also turn myself around to face the windows if I want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Z is not doing okay. I am not yeah. okay. <laughs> wow. I'm s- thank you for uh not telling me for the I don't know how many years I lived there. <laughs> I think but it that was it, three or two years with, with, I, Yeah, with was, I think it was almost three. It was going on three. But I swear I would wake up so much like and I was just thinking this was like I've got insomnia sort of thing, you know. Uh, Maybe it wasn't. So what is it then? Was it like, do you think it's like some, like, I'm going to start like, I don't know, (laughs) stuttering. (laughs) Because I, for a long time, I will always wake up at three in the dot. In the dot. Or between three and four. Or almost before three. Always. So if you guys know... When that's called usually like the the witch's hour, or like mm-hmm. the the demon hour, or I the did devil's not know hour. That. Yeah. Yes. So right. usually they they say that at that time that's when there's more supernatural activity, according to some beliefs. And so it's just really weird because I don't do that anymore. I don't wake up in the middle of the night anymore at all, almost wow. never. But I did in that house. Whoa. So maybe that's why I refuse to go to sleep. Like, if I was awake at 3, I'd be like, ah, oh, there's no point in going to bed right now. Might as well wait. Because I'm already up. <laughs> that makes sense. Why, did you, why am I here? <laughs> what am I here for? So we discovered that we had the same dream, like similar ones about your closet, about the same creature. We were wondering if you had a dream similar in your room. 
Well, can confirm <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I was wondering why. Yeah, I was wondering why she came out of her room and I was just in the kitchen. And she's like, we need you right now. <laughs> she's like, I'm so scared. I'm like, what are you, why are you dragging me into this? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we were talking about like the different types of dreams that like we might have. So for me, it's a lot movie-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did tell the story of... Um, the dream I've had of the serial killer, I, I know that I mentioned it to you as well. Oh, that was a wild dream, man. That was crazy. Or yeah, and then... Was it a dream? That's wow. what I was saying. Wait, I'm going to cut you off right there. Wait, okay, connecting to that dream, and you... Do you think you have this thing where you can like... Oh my gosh, because you were technically dreaming about my room, so it's her... I like what what did you call it? like shadow cat what is that word like dream projecting to another place lucid dreaming yeah maybe you were doing I don't know but maybe you're doing that because you were in my I don't know what your dream was again I already forgot it because I'm freaking out right now but like yes, you, yeah because you were projecting into that serial killer dream and then you're also projecting into my room <laughs> It's weird. It, it, it's it's weird. I um, I I won't go back to indeed to that house ever. So if I ever go, I'm gonna go to you guys' house directly, not look twice at that direction. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. I, I'm not going back either. I think only one time. I don't know if I was with you, but we drove past the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just kind of look at. It, we're like, ooh. Even then, it was like, like we we're like, what? That's so weird. Like once we left has a different vibe to it now. I feel like when we were living there, the house looked different to how it looks now. Like, it looks darker now. I I think I have to agree. So I, um, when I was driving home the other day, there was construction on that road I was driving. So I had to take a roundabout way where I did drive past that house again. And I think I have to agree. For some reason, it just looks like there's a gray cloud over it. Mm-hmm. It looks grayer for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because right now my uh, my uncle is living there. So I wonder, I'll have to ask him, like, what's your experience in that house? <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> you still alive? <laughs> what's your dream state like? <laughs> right? I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just know. like show up, get a flight, show up, knock on the door. Hi. No, I won't even knock on that door. Sorry. <laughs> my mom. I was talking to to um my my partner, and I and he was like, "What if we buy the house? You know, so you know we'll have a place to go once when we go there to visit your friends and family." And then I'm like, "I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> buy it and burn it to the ground." <laughs> I yeah I, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Well, thank you Z for being our guest for today. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch like happy YouTube videos in order to <laughs> sleep tonight because all I'm gonna think about are all these dreams. Okay. I mean, the the thing is, I don't know if you guys felt this when we were talking about it, but when I was telling Sky <laughs> my dreams, <laughs> when I was telling Sky my dreams. 
everything just went to a, everything just at the edge of your, of my eyes just started going dark. Oh my like God. when you go into no. a tunnel vision. Same. So I was looking at my screen and everything just like went. Did oh, you yeah. feel that same? Yes. When we, when it was just the two of us talking about this, I felt the same thing. I was like, what is happening? I, I could just feel like I was getting freaked out. I have goosebumps. Look at my arm. <laughs> Next time you have this discussion, you will be in the yard <laughs> outside of the house. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, cause like when you were, Starting to, t- uh, then it happened to me. Thank goodness. I just, I'm starting to sweat profusely from nerves <laughs> and absolute fear. Okay, well, great, because now all these happy memories are coming back to my mind of all those sleepless nights. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you feel that here? Are you still sleepless here? Um, it took me a, well, because I moved to my other friends. Um, and it took me, even then, I still woke up. And it wasn't until I moved here, so this was like a year and a couple months after, it took me a while to just sleep through the night without waking up. Because I think what it created was like a fight or flight in my sleep. So I would wake up extremely nervous. Like my adrenaline would be extremely high. My heart rate would be really high. I'd be ready to freaking fight someone, you know? Um, (laughs) She's like, what? (laughs) But yeah, so I think... How long have I been? Yeah, I think it took like two, three months till I felt, you know, very comfortable. Maybe that's why I was a little more. Anytime I'd hear anything, I'd come to Sky's room just like yelling, oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But that's so wild because that makes sense, the time frame. Because that's when I would wake up would be around three o'clock, three to four. I would always wake up feeling something. Oh my god! You you guys froze for a bit, and I got freaked out. I'm sorry. Oh no! You were like, so, so the sh- the nice happy television show that I'm currently watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's weird because like the black tunneling thing. When I would like before I would wake up. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Now now you're making me spiral into this. This your place. That place was the first time I had sleep paralysis. I completely deleted that out of my brain. I forgot about that. I How was it? Freaking terrifying. <laughs> what oh, happened? So, okay, maybe this was the worst worst experience, but um essentially I oh my gosh, I like I 100% deleted this from my brain. Holy cannoli. I'm trying to think of Okay, so I woke up um usually before I wake up, it feels like a dark blanket is going over me. And so what happened was it felt like I was being snuffed. Like, I don't know the proper word, but like someone was taking a pillow and like, like pretty much just putting me to sleep as I'm asleep. And so I couldn't breathe in my dream. And as I was sleeping, I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I had to like, I woke up and it felt like something was on top of me and it was pinning me down. And like that, it was like coming into like, I had to keep telling myself, breathe, breathe, just breathe, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause I, I was half dreaming and half awake. And it felt like as they were, as whatever was, what's the proper term? Like snuffing me, like, like trying to like, um, I don't know, murder me. Uh, I was falling to a black pit. And so I felt like I was throwing my hands out to catch myself, but my arms weren't moving. 
And so I just kept falling further and further back. It's like that matrix where you're just falling back and going, book, 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 book. And I was just like trying to cling to cling on to something. And I remember telling myself, and I even was saying it out loud. <laughs> I don't really care. Z, wake up, wake up, wake up, breathe, breathe. And I woke up and I couldn't move. I was frozen and I wasn't breathing. And I was like, I was like, oh my goodness gracious. So I had to like, I don't know, because it was weird because it felt like I was still falling into a pit as I woke up. And um, yeah. And then what happened was, is I woke up still like, you know, I, like I just said, I couldn't move. And then I just, I don't know what it was. I prayed at that moment. I prayed and I was like, Lord, please just get me out of whatever this is. <laughs> and, you know, him being awesome, uh, I moved. And it took a very long time to fall back asleep and convince myself that I wasn't going to die. The end. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, so that was the only time it happened. I'm good now. <laughs> there was um, a time where there was a black oh, shadow great. over me <laughs> oh, when I was no. asleep. And I also had... It's like a hybrid between lucid dreaming and paralysis. And I also like also felt that he was on top of me. But this time it was just a cloud. Dark as dark. <laughs> I need to go to therapy. <laughs> Guys, give me a second that, that they're knocking on the the, okay. the door. Give me one second. Oh no, I gotta go. <laughs> what did you bring me into? I gotta stand up out of your chair because I'm fully sweating. I'm scared. Oh, I'm scared. You're not scared. It's not in this. What is your name? I don't know. It's good. Yeah. What's her name? Charlie. Charlie. But I mean, she's gonna cover all this stuff because she's not here. You're Terry. Oh, just kidding. This whole this whole time, there was reasons behind the madness. <laughs> but you didn't have any dreams like that. Which one? Of like a tiny thing. No, it wasn't tiny. Mm -hmm. What's always interesting is it was. Um, a very long and tall figure. No. We need to talk about this again. We need to wait for her to come back. <laughs> you need to repeat. I had a midget trying to fight me. <laughs> no, you need to repeat what you just said. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> sweating. <laughs> okay. Okay. She just wanted <laughs> She needs to repeat what she just said. Come. Come close to the mic. Okay, so I was wondering if Z ever had like a similar dream to a tiny figure charging at her. And, and my heart rate's a little too high right now. <laughs> the only, I just told her that the only thing that, uh, it, like the figure was really long and tall and like thin and dark. It was never like a, f like a full like figure in a way, like you could see it's a body. But it was, like, in the shape of, like, black shadows. Hmm, it sounds awfully familiar, like that thing that Charlie described in the hallway. I'm sweating. <laughs> yes. There's a man, like I said, that the, I tried to get him out of the house and it did not, it didn't, it didn't want to go. But, not only that, my mom had once a dream oh, that she God. was walking in the house and she went into her room and the crib where my little sisters were sleeping 
underneath came out a black shadow that wanted to like hold on to the girls. And so she rebuked him and that thing jumped out the window. Oh. I'm and sorry, ran she out. This or this was real? She, she dreamed this. But this this repeated <laughs> shadow figure. Yeah. Um really concerning. Yeah, because it was the coincidence of you guys having dreamed the same figure and then me and Charlie also dreamed of the same figure but a different figure. We're okay now, right? <laughs> I hope so. I'm a, I'm alone in the office, so I hope I'm okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. What are the chances? Because the thing, the crazy thing is, we never actually talked about this. So, like, there was no way of, like, someone's story changing how an image appeared in another person's head. That's true. And I definitely felt like I never wanted to talk about it. Well, I probably talked about it. But, like, actively because it just felt like the more I talk about it, the more we were inviting it. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. And the more it felt real. Because oh. I think for me, it, I don't know, this was a wild thing, man. I always felt like someone was breaking into the house or like someone would come into the house at night. Like only at night I felt this, not during the daytime. So like I felt like someone would enter into the house at night. And so I think that's why I'm always paranoid. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> It was great having you, Z. I Z hope you out. <laughs> I hope you join us for next time. Yeah, you know, unless the topic's about food, <laughs> don't ask me back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want. I'll be eavesdropping from the door. I'll be like, have my ear against the door. So, I mean, it's interesting how sometimes dreams kind of relate to reality to the point it's too realistic. But I mean, um, so another point that I was going to talk about is what happens if you actually die in your dream? Whoa, I don't want to you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the audio spike when I start either talking or laughing. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So at this point, Z, um, you, you're welcome to stay with us for the rest of the podcast. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, just say, just say like a little like goodbye greeting to our listeners, to our one person that listens to this. <laughs> Hello, one, one person. Um, this, this is Z, and Z is out. <laughs> yeah, it's actually been quite fun. This is an interesting experience. Um, I listen to every podcast. Every, the whole thing, all the way through. That's not true. There's no pressure from Sky over here at all. (laughs) None whatsoever. It's been great. It's interesting living with both of you. um, And then hearing you guys have a podcast together. So anyways, I'm going to go back to making uh, food and kind of crying to myself about what I just heard. So... (laughs) Thank you and goodbye. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Here you go. Get me out of here. <laughs> Your chair might be a little high. Thanks, guys. I'm like, I'm not kidding. I'm like, really, my temperature oh. is really hot. <laughs> the chair yeah. is really hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Thanks to our guests. I really like how this uh, podcast took a turn, took a dark turn. But you know, who needs to learn about lucid dream? Let's hear about death. Death. Oh, she's back. All right. Do you ever have anything about windows? Do we have anything about windows? Because it always, even, okay, the only thing. Lord help me! Is you know how I hate having windows oh, open. You, you need to you oh. need to get closer. Okay, now I don't know if you ever experienced this, but even at the old house, I hate at night like windows not having curtains drawn or open or no, like it's backwards. I hate having the curtains like pulled back at night. And so here, when we have some of the windows open, I always have to like turn around and look really quickly because it freaks me out. Just me. Well, I didn't have that oh, because I my window was always open because okay. I always get lazy to put my curtain up, so I never had one. But um, in my room, I didn't like my window open. In my old room where, where Sky was, I didn't like my window open there. I wonder if that's like why I'm so freaking paranoid about... Oh, okay, go and you know what window at your room freaked me out? The one next to the closet. Yes. Oh my god! Me too. That window always freaks me out too. Because it looks directly to the patio. To the patio? The patio? Patio. Oh. <laughs> pa- patio. I was like, what? The- oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <gasps> this is a stretch. Okay. But what if there's a dead body in the patio? Got it. All right. I'll leave there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that we um, buried. Um, not a corpse. <laughs> not a, <laughs> Go ahead our, with our that. Buried what? <laughs> Some puppies of ours died because oh. our neighbor, our neighbor, um, poisoned them. What? I do remember this. Yeah, but not. I don't know any body. You know that actually died there. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right. Because as I was walking in the kitchen, I was looking out the window, and I'm like, I'm officially spooked right now. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that therapy moment. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel alone now. <laughs> she doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> is it just you two at the house? No, uh, other roommate is here as well, but she's asleep because she works really early in the morning. Well, wow. that was interesting. That took a sharp turn. Turned really dark, but <clears throat> I the like funny it. thing the funny thing that is that you mentioned today, what if we have guests? And today we had our first guest. Yay! She was not here willingly, it sounds like. She would rather <laughs> not have been here, but I thought that was really cool hearing the three of us talk about this the first time and how many similarities there were in our dreams about that house. Yeah. It's really weird because really it's just the bedroom areas. It's mm-hmm. not downstairs. It's just that hallway and the three bedrooms. Because I felt like when I first moved in, I was in that little guest area mm-hmm. uh, downstairs. I don't think I felt anything there or much. Maybe I was a little spooked as well because it had no doors anywhere in that little area. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the dreams came after I moved into that tiny room that you used to stay in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't 
I don't want to go to that house anymore. Shit. That's... Anyways. <laughs> Especially after today. Anyways. Yeah. I guess I, I'd never really, it never really set in how scary that, that house was until right now. Yeah, I think it never set in because you thought you were experiencing it alone. You thought, oh, it's probably just me. It's probably just my dream. And then right now, it's like we are connecting everything together between the three of us that lived there together at the same time. And it's like, oh, so it wasn't just me. It was everybody. Also, it was the house. I wasn't just going crazy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh. Well, um, we talked about a lot of things being in our dream. But how I mentioned before, what happened if you die? Because I don't know if you actually had a dream when you die. But I've had ones where I die, but I resurrect within the dream. So I want to see. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll talk about it after I read this. Okay, this is okay. Um, an article. I, because I I don't do research, so I just look up whatever it's on the internet. <laughs> the first thing I see. <laughs> so this is um, an article that says, "Yes, it turns out if you die in a dream, you could die in real life." But no one tell Freddy. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it says, If you die in a dream, you'll die in real life. It's one of those urban legends most of us have heard, the sort of knowledge that gets passed around the playground without being questioned. It was a meme before memes, like the knowledge that Marilyn Manson scooped his eye out with a spoon, or, or that Marilyn Manson played Paul in The Wonder Years. Or that Marilyn Manson removed one of his ribs for reasons. Holy hell, we like to tell rumors about Marilyn Manson. In the 90s, those sort of rumors were pervasive, mostly because the internet hadn't quite spread across the earth just yet. The fact-checking wasn't something you could do while in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> also, because they're easy to believe. They take some box in our psyche. We want to believe them, so we do. The dying in your dreams. Rumor persists for similar reasons. Not because there's no internet, but because it's nearly impossible to fact check. Dreams are ne nebulous and fleeting. And after all, if anyone did die as a result of dying in a dream, how could we know? Oh. All right. So let's talk about dreams in which I'm dying. Oh my God. Okay. In order to answer this question fully, we have to first examine how it's structured. The legend, as I originally heard it, was definite. If you ever die in a dream, you will absolutely die for real. It wasn't a suggestion, or it could be. It was presented as irrefutable fact. On this front, at least, we're safe. We can say with certainty that dying in a dream does not absolutely result in real death. Dreams of which dying and death are not uncommon, and the fact that people are awake and alive to tell of those dreams pretty much death rules out um, that you die if you you know you die. However, if we reframe the question to whether it or not it's possible for you to die in real life if you die in a dream, or even more loosely, whether it's where fact. Whether it's possible for a dream or nightmare to kill you, the answer seems to be a qualified yes. Yes. Again, 
we run up against the limits of our knowledge. But there are a couple of phenomena that suggest there might be a thing as deadly dreams. First, it is possible, though unlikely, for a person to be scared to death. When we're frightened, the body flings itself into fight-or-flight mode, which is triggered by a flood of adrenaline. The heart beats faster and blood flow and blood flow is rerouted to major muscle groups, particularly in those who are already pretty predisposed. The influx of adrenaline can cause a cardiac event, which could lead to death. An ironic result from a process that is meant to keep us alive when sensing danger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. In short, adrenaline is useful. It can be caused, it can cause increased cognitive ability for short periods of time, in addition to increased physical response, giving you the opportunity to escape danger. But it's also toxic, toxic in large amounts, causing damage to the heart, lungs, liver, and kidneys. The regard to the heart, a surge of adrenaline causing calcium to enter the cardiac cells, causing the heart to contract if enough adrenaline is pumped in, the heart just keeps contracting. Yet you go into an arrhythmia and die. Fear is certainly one way to cause these surges of adrenaline, but any strong emotion can do it. Enter sudden, unexpected, nocturnal death syndrome. Oh my god, that sounds... In 1981, reports of the sudden death during sleep began being reported to the CDC. These incidents seemed to be isolated to population who had recently immigrated from the Southeast Asia. Otherwise, healthy individuals, most of them between the ages of 25 to 44, were dying in their sleep. In total, 117 cases were reported from 1981 to 1988. It seemed so far as anyone could tell that their hearts just stopped. None of these individuals had any prior history of cardiac events and all but one had no family history. It's also worth noting that as the years progressed, the number of reported incidents decreased. There was, for all intents and purposes, a temporary outbreak of death caused by or at least occurring during sleep. This unnerved pattern was, according to Wes Craven, the inspiration for the Nightmare on Elm Street film, the Freddy Krueger one. According to Craven, he'd read a story about a family who come to the United States from Cambodia. Subsequently, their son suffered nightmares so severe he feared sleep. When he did eventually sleep again, he died. The story probably sounds familiar to anyone acquainted with the Elm Street films, but it's also supported by the data, or at least one interpretation of it. Night terrors, a sort of half-waking dream state accompanied by feelings of fear and panic, have been observed in cases of sons prior to death, that death syndrome. It might also explain why the incidence of sons decreased over time. According to a paper in the Journal of the American Heart Association, refugees exhibited high levels of depression and anxiety in the early years after relocating to the United States. Those rates dropped off in in subsequent years. That anxiety could have triggered night terrors, leading to cardiac events, which ultimately claimed the lives of vulnerable individuals. It's unclear, and in fact unknowable, if reporter son's cases were the result of dreams in which an individual died, 
but there is some correlation between parasomnias, sleep disorders like night terrors, and the sudden onset of death during sleep. We also know that the mechanism exists for the heart to be catastrophically impacted by overwhelming emotions like fear. All of which to say, while dreaming of death is not in and of itself a death sentence, it probably doesn't help. The good news is, maintaining your heart health can help to limit this risk. So, if you're ever in a dream and something wicked comes your way, run. Nice, nice, I know that. I'll try to run as fast as I can. <laughs> I don't know if you ever felt what death is like in your dreams. No, I have not. If I have, I don't remember them. I I, I can't say that's what death, death feels like, but this is what death feels like in dreams for me. Okay, uh-huh. So there's been a couple times where I have died in my dreams but i don't actually die because i like i come back to life within my dream Mm -hmm. there's one time i specifically remember i was in this dark alley and there was a man in front of me and that man had guns had a gun Mm -hmm. and so i remember him shooting me and i felt each bullet pierced my body oh god and the and the feeling of being shot i didn't feel pain but it's like a strong vibration like that type of sound that type of feeling every Mm -hmm. time he shot and then everything just went black Hmm. And then in that dream, hours later, or like whatever time later it was, I woke up. But I still had that I died moment, you know. Huh. So when you say everything went black and then you woke up. Was within that my dream. Within your dream, you then you woke up, okay? Uh-huh. And then I don't remember the rest, but I, I woke up nonetheless to reality. But I don't know, because I mean, if I actually had died, then I would have not be here. But it's <laughs> it's just the weirdest feeling uh-huh. of dying within your dream. Interesting. Like, do you feel? I know you say you feel like the buzzing, the but do you feel the pain? No, there's no pain. No pain. Huh. It's just the realis the realization while your body is vibrating, uh-huh. that you're going to die. I knew I was dying. Oh, God. Uh, why? What's happening? Because <laughs> he shot my legs, he uh-huh. shot my arms, and he shot my chest. Okay. Yeah, and you could so, feel each bullet, though. Oh, yeah. my God. That's terrifying. <sighs> like in slow motion. That's how it felt. I have goosebumps again. So yeah, it's really weird um, to experience those things in your dreams. Um, I hope you never do. Yeah, me too. I don't want to know what it feels like dying in my dream and then coming back. 
Did you feel anything when you come back, though? No, just like waking up. Huh. So it was like a dream within a dream? I guess so. Inception. Dun, dun, dun. Inception. <laughs> and Inception deals with a lot of lucid dreaming, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think that's what the whole movie pretty much is. And then you get lost in reality. Wow, well, are you uh, are you asleep? Are you awake? You never know. Mm. Well, what happens, let's say that, I mean, we did talk about what if you can't wake up? What are some things that you can do? Okay, so from my research, it looks like there's a couple things that you can try to do to wake yourself out, wake yourself up from lucid dreaming. So first, it's try calling for help by yelling or trying to speak out loud, like in real life. Because if you, when you do that, maybe you can actually do it in your real body and not just in the dream realm. And then another thing you can try is blink repeatedly. Just keep blinking. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it's like when you're flirting. Uh, uh, I think when you're flirting, you usually uh, wink, not blink. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> how do you flirt? Jeez. No, I was thinking. I was thinking. Um, have you seen look those Disney movies when they're trying to be all cutesy and flirty? They go with their eyelashes. Oh, like blink, like batting their eyelashes. Yeah, batting their eyelashes. <laughs> That's what I meant. And then another thing you can try is try falling asleep in your dream. Um, but I don't know about this one, honestly. I feel like this one could just make things so much worse. Like, am I waking up to my dream or am I waking up to reality? I think that's a that's a sketchy one. Have you done that? Wake up within your dream? I feel like I have, but I can't recall, like, specifics. Yeah, they use that trope a lot on, on movies about dreams. That you wake up in within a dream, then you wake up within your dream, dream and then yeah. you wake up to reality yeah. yeah i feel like that's really scary because that's when it really fucks you up like what which one am i in am i still dreaming am i in reality and so that's when we could use the techniques we talk about the reality check techniques um and then the last thing it said is try to read something like try to read a sign since you're lucid dreaming you can control whatever you want to do so like try to read a sign or read a book but honestly i don't know how you will do that either <laughs> <laughs> i have questions on this last two methods but i guess just try to scream for help maybe mm. that'll, that'll maybe that'll trigger something and wake you up mm-hmm. but yeah that reminds me of triggering something within the real world <laughs> last night while i was snapping snapping i was napping mm-hmm. and then i i was falling asleep and i was already dreaming that i was tumbling down the stairs oh god but not down the stairs in a dramatic way it's just when you mm-hmm. miss misstep something and so i was sleeping and then my feet just shuffled <laughs> <laughs> as i was <laughs> waking up from the shock <laughs> I, I my my feet went zoop, zoop. <laughs> When you try to get your footing, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
that's more common. I feel like I ha- I felt like that too. Like my foot actually moves, even if I just feel like I'm falling. I feel like that's more common, but yeah. yeah. Or when you fall off a cliff or something, you fall, mm-hmm. then you wake up with a startled because you like yeah. you, you yourself are pretending You're, to fall. <laughs> yeah, trying to catch yourself somehow. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So actually, I have more methods of lucid dreaming, but you know. I felt like our segue of a uh, direction was much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it did take an unexpected turn. Um, yeah. That was really funny. You guys got to meet Z. She is one of our best friends. Um, yeah. We lived together for a while, um, me mm-hmm. and her, and then Sky came along, and then we lived, all three of us, together. And it was really fun. Um for the most part, yeah. Until we just <laughs> talk about what happened and hmm, those fun memories are starting to become fuzzy. <laughs> yes. And um, I mean, let's see if you guys, um, I don't know, maybe tonight when you fall asleep, maybe you'll get to see the the little man running out from your closet no. or maybe... Oh. You get lucid dreaming from this, or if if you have like a really crazy dream, like let us know. Like one time, I had a dream that oh, yeah. I was fighting dinosaurs and I was killing them <laughs> with um, my AK forty seven when I was seven years old. So that's fun. <laughs> Let's see what you guys come <laughs> up with. Yeah, I'm really interested in hearing about all of this, especially since Charlie has so many interesting ones. I love hearing about them. Maybe we'll have a another episode dedicated to just dreams that um that we've either had or people tell us about. But um yeah, that was quite an episode. I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, um I was not expecting this to become a spooky episode. But uh, you know, Things work in interesting ways, and it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> also, um, Sky and I, it's like 12. I yeah. think it's like 1, 1 a.m. It is 1 a.m. over here. Um, so <laughs> if you see a sudden drop <laughs> in our energy level, it's because I had to enter a meeting <laughs> right as we were recording. <laughs> that took 40 minutes of almost an hour so my battery has just run out <laughs> so it's, we'll see how it goes and we'll see how this episode turns out but i am um i am uh, excited to hear again this episode uh, just to get the chills and the goosebumps again um I got so many goosebumps during that when we had Z over and we all realized what was happening. It was just waves after waves of goosebumps for me. Oh, oh I can still think about it. I can't think about an end to go to sleep. It's 1 a.m., man. <laughs> we have to go to sleep before 3 a.m. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. And if you're listening to this episode at 3 a.m., beware. Beware. Check your surroundings. You never know what's hiding in the shadows. And don't look behind you. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, well, this was um, 
this was um, our episode about dreams and um, scary houses. So if you guys had a little fright or if you laughed with us or maybe remembered a strange dream, um, I hope you guys give us um, a good review to our episodes. We really want to share this podcast, um, but we ha- really have to be careful because we don't want our families to know we have a podcast. <laughs> so it's up to you guys to share this <laughs> to not our family, but to your friends and family. <laughs> there we go. This was the Homebodies Podcast. My name is Charlie. And I'm Sky. And we hope to see you guys in the next episode. Episode. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs>